talking about. Really? It's been 24 episodes, man. Um, and you still, like, it's the season finale. I wonder how many times, if we look back at the show, how many times you weren't prepared for the actual show. It's your own show, yet you're never prepared. I think you did a, a dad's corner on being prepared. Yes, and my prop, but I, you know, it's, it's whatever works for you. And my, mm. I am best prepared when I procrastinate. Ah. So my prepared looks unprepared. You okay. Just, you know, I'm a consummate professional though. Just 30 seconds right before I need to, to do what I'm supposed to do. Up until that point, I have no idea what's going on. I still don't really know what's going on, but I, I'm going to fake it till I make it, I guess. Well, I mean, we're wrapping up season four. Might as well do your uh, season four intro. My se- I'm or outro or in- wait, no. Introduce yourself for the, I don't know how many time. For- I mean, should I though on the finale? If you made it all the way to the finale and you don't know that I'm Will and this is Marcus, then are you I just are you listening to the show backwards? And if you're doing that, how did you do that? Because I want to hear what we sound like backwards. Probably demonic. They have no idea. We can make uh, a hook. Missy did it. They, you know, <laughs> sometimes you have to still introduce people to Head Above Hypocrisy. You know, this may be the first episode they're listening to. Who starts at the finale? Do, do I want the person that doesn't know not to start at the finale? No, I'm okay. Well, I have a better thing for you. I, I, I want to know who the scientists are who thought that uh, getting a lobster vaped out would uh, be a great science vaped experiment. out? Well, they doused it with weed smoke. They doused the lobster? Yeah, they like infused was, it. Was Snoop Dogg at, uh, what is it, Outback? What, what, that, like, why they, did they no, need to? that's good. No, it's not. You know Who what? asked for that? Science? Just Science asked to, to coat lobsters in weed? Well, not coat them. I, I'll explain it during the intro. Just Is this a lobster that we're going to eat? Is it an edible? Like, are they trying to make the world's most expensive edible? Oh, maybe it's for that two chain show where he just buys things that cost too much money for no reason. Yeah, a lot of things when I show. I had four thousand dollars spaghetti and five hundred dollars corn flakes. Right, that Uh, didn't have gold sprinkles on them. No, nah, the corn was just blessed by I don't any I don't remember I don't watch show, but is that why? The lobsters are high. Details are Are they high? Can lobsters even get high? I know dogs can because my dog did a few times. And then there's this internet dog that was all sorts of faded. For two days, she had to post again to explain the dog didn't die. It was hilarious. Dog couldn't keep his whole head up. Like she left some edibles out or something and the dog ate all of them. And the dog was just noodle necked. You didn't see? And, oh, right, because you don't have the internet because you are a 370-year-old man in a middle-aged man's body. That is awesome. Well, I am going to teach Marcus about the internet and see if I can go get this um, sativa lobster that they got um, that off of Weed Maps and Grubhub. Apparently, they're doing some sort of combo deal. or so. I don't know why. And then they involve NASA because they want to I'm, all right. Well, yeah, I'm going to go get that together. I'll uh, hopefully you guys are here for the rest of the finale.
eventually I'm going to get an account. I just, whatever you showed me made no sense to me. Right. I, I didn't send you the, the dog that it was. Well, I just don't understand how to open the link. That ate you too many. You click it. You have a whatever, computer, right? Yeah, but I'm here at the podcast. It sounds like you have a time machine and you came from the 60s because. <sighs> Anyways. Have you heard of MySpace? Yeah, that was, was like a, I was popping on there. Um, so basically, d- d- scientists ran the test to expose lobsters to cannabis smoke, uh, reducing, seeing if it reduces their trauma. Um, basically, the scientists bought several. Main so they lobsters. got traumatized lobsters and tried to treat them with med- medicinal marijuana. What? Well, this is like scientific grade weed that they're wasting on lobsters. When you were cooking a lobster. Uh, you know, the lobster may experience trauma. So they're trying why? to see if getting the lobster high first before putting it. Why do we care so lobster. much about specifically lobsters? Anything that gets cooked would be in pain. Getting cooked to death is painful. We don't need scientists for that, do we? <clears throat> like, what What are they proving? Or what do they prevent? Like, I, that just seems like a waste of weed. Well, they placed several store-bought lobsters uh, from Maine in a sealed box filled with THC. Uh, they, fi- they filled the box with THC. So, th- okay, this th- now I understand what happens. A bunch of scientists got high and decided to order out, and they just left. They they got their 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 delivery uh-huh. faded. <clears throat> no, and they're trying to figure out a way to make it a tax write-off. Like you know what it did, Johnson? What it, we're going to find out yeah. if the lobsters nah, I don't think that's what also got high. And yeah. Okay. Well, they, yeah, no. And that's what they did. They noticed that they uh, slowed down. They had noticeably slowed down in their movement. Because lobsters are so swift originally. Yeah, this is great science. Yeah, no. But, this is, however, this makes way more sense than my explanation of everyone was high. They said These the samples taken. Sober people came up with this. Fantastic. <laughs> they said the samples later taken from the, the gills, claws, heart, and brain, and liver uh, revealed that the lobster did. Indeed, absorb the THC. So there you go. Just wonder how many student loans it took to get to the lobster marijuana experiment. How long did you have to go to school to make it to to this point in your scientific career that you are smoking out your lobster before you baste it in butter? I just I don't understand. And is it now inedible? Well, did they <clears throat> test it after that? Or did they just... They placed it inside. Did the high come down that, and they forget all the science? Nope. They, well, they placed it inside and they realized that the uh, the lobster still reacted the same way a lobster would yeah, react. Yeah, weed doesn't give you superpowers. You exactly. can't just smoke a whole bunch and then go step in front of a bullet and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm so high, I'll be fine. Right. They should have put it with like PCP or something. Yeah, let's get the lobster shermed out before we cook them to death. Well, then I you mean, can't even use it at that point. There's no usable well, meat yeah, it left. It seems like because... they were trying to cook it and eat it. Then what is the point at all? You just getting it high and setting it on fire? Researchers experimentally essentially we want you to experience like the what? What is the best high we can give you before we murder you? It seems like the experiment is. Then I'm going to eat it because if they're not going to eat the lobster, then it's just murder. She thought there was a person. One of the scientists thought that uh, this would be a great way to uh, as an anesthetic for uh, animals. And she thought that was groundbreaking or new. They have a whole dog CBD shop. Well, she felt like this would be a great way for like animals that are being euthanized for our food um, to have them just enjoy, I guess. The and last the way week. she thought to best prove that 
was by getting was a to lobster. smoke a lobster out and then cook it. Amazing science. But they already have products available for animals that right. contain at least CBD. I don't know if it has THC, but if you're trying to to help them with pain, then you don't need the THC. Right. If I understand, so I'm told. Um, if I understand how the plant works. <laughs> um, so it sounds like she did an unnecessary, it sounds like, you know, she did the volcano experiment that you do at the last minute to prove something that we all already know mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Um, because what nothing new will come of this. We know that lobsters are in pain when they're on fire because that's how fire and nervous systems work. Ah. Um, I don't understand at all why the, the weed smoke was introduced other than a bunch of scientists felt like smoking and oh. disguising it as an experiment. Okay. Maybe maybe this is this is how scientists smoke. We got a, a peek into a scientific kickback. <clears throat> well, okay. Well, all right. Let's move away from the scientists that obviously like to smoke. Um did you hear about the guy that got swallowed by a fish or a whale to be exact? Um what? Well, a Cape in Cod real lobster life? diver lobster on diver. earth. You like how I did that? Cause the lobster's getting high. Now we had a lobster <laughs> diver. Anyways, we had a Cape Cod lobster diver. Uh, Were the lobsters safe. sober before they ate this person. He, uh, was following a fluke encounter with a humpback whale that nearly made him, uh, his lunch. Did anybody see this man get eaten? Cause it sounds like maybe he ate one of these edible lobsters and then read Moby Dick. I was and thing. like rolled into the beat. He like fell asleep right. on the shore and a little water splashed on his face. And he said that woke he up. Got- it's like, oh, my God, the whale just spit me out. It's like, nah, man, you fell asleep on the beach with weed lobsters all over the place. Well, Michael Park, you uh, read three pages of the book. Michael Packard uh, was diving, he said, off the coast of Provis- Provincetown, Massachusetts. When the. Uh, Diving in Massachusetts, that's what you get. Well, it caught him out of nowhere. He said, I got down to about 45 feet of water, and all of a sudden, I just felt this huge bump, and everything went dark. And I could sense that I was moving. And I was like, oh, my, my so, God, did so I just get he bit was by underwater, shark? and it was dark. Yeah. And his conclusion is he was eaten by a whale. Well, he said he felt around and realized there was no teeth, and he felt really no great pain. Uh, he just realized at that moment. Sounds like he was underwater. I'm in a mouth. With his eyes closed. Well, he thought he was in the whale's mouth and that the whale was trying to swallow. I think he ate a lobster that had been soaked in weed smoke and fell asleep on the beach. So you're calling BS on this? No, I'm, I believe that he believes he was eaten by a whale. But I, I don't believe that that's what actually happened here on Earth in, in this reality. Um, but because people don't get eaten by whales and then tell stories about it. Well, the biologist, uh, Jokey Robbins, the director of humpback whale studies at Provincetown. Provincetown. I'm sorry. Can you run that name one more time? Jokey. Jokey. <laughs> it's J O O K E. Juke. Juke Robbins. Jukey Robbins. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is so funny about the pronunciation of his name? I didn't name him this. At first, his name by definition was a joke. Ah. So that's why I wanted you to repeat it to make sure that we were going to, his name was Jokey. It it looks like it could, is that it? 
I mean, it's J O O K E. It's Juke. Right. Juke? You said Jokey twice. Well, it looked like. Anyways, he's the director of Humpback Whale Studies at uh, Provincetown Glad Center we, for we Coastal have Studies. Studies going uh, on. He said that the, uh, the counter is unusual. Unusual. Yeah. Huh? That's politically correct for BS is is what I get out of that statement. He said they usually uh, the whales usually engage in lunge feeding in which a fast moving whale tries to gather a large volume of food in its mouth uh, quickly. When they do that, they don't necessarily see everything. So there's a possibility, I guess, that he could have, you know, well, I hate the guy. Right. Like it is possible to get struck by lightning twice at once, but highly unlikely. Mm. Um, so, you know, I believe that it's possible that he was consumed by a whale the same way that I believe, um, yeah, you can get struck by lightning twice. That could happen. Right. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it's possible, but highly unlikely. And given his explanation of, I know that I was in a whale's mouth because I was underwater and it was dark is not convincing by any means, because by that definition, from ages six to uh-huh. about 15, every time I went to the beach and got in the ocean above my waist, I was consumed by a whale because I was underwater and it was dark. Okay. So you're basically talking about things like things you're saying that this may just be a story and it's based off of maybe like, you know, great stories. Like, like you said, Moby Dick at one time, um, I mean, you could just be fabricating this. Like it really didn't happen. Like I, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like it happened. No, I know it didn't happen. Like, it supports my fear of the ocean. See, this is the stuff I think always will happen in the ocean. I'm going to get in and get swallowed up by something. at all what I'm afraid of. Clearly, you like the ocean. No, I don't like the ocean. What I'm afraid of is the ocean is uneven. So, if you... You know, you weigh you it out mm. and you think you're good and you get, you get, that's, I'm telling you, you get up to about above your waist when you, you start to get moved by the current. Ah, yeah. Depending on, I don't, my fear is that I get too far out, it drops off and, and just, now yeah, I'm man. just out in the middle of the ocean. Right. And then, you know, the waves get all big and that's when you have to deal with current. And if you get sucked under by current, then it doesn't matter how good of a swimmer you are, you've drowned. Did they teach that in like school? Like growing up? Like, Drowning? Hey, no. Uh, life lessons. <laughs> Did they teach like the whole like, hey, like, OK, fear uh, of drowning. No, I developed weird. that myself okay, so. in the ocean. I got pulled by the current once and it was it's very strong. Yeah, I almost uh, drowned uh, when I was younger. So like, I'm not worried about the animals because, you know. Oh, no, I'm definitely worried about the animals. They can swim faster than me. The point being is. Right. I'm but all to- the animals that are large enough to cause you any sort of real damage don't swim to the shallow where you're going to be whales sharks whales and sharks swim to the to the shore horny dolphins and those can cause you definitely injury i mean if they're like molesting you anyways look the point being sharks and whales yes whales because they're big and on accident sharks duh right horny dolphins come on man traumatic traumatic ask the victims I saw All right, look, so the anyways, King of the Hill episode. It was not that traumatic. Well, they crazy. bought him off with a gift basket and some slippers. Hank should have held out for more. So, look, man, uh, what I'm he gave asking, it all back. Told on the dolphin. Got him fired. It was a it was a Me Too episode ahead of its time. 
What I'm saying, okay, <laughs> do you remember in high school teaching life class or learning life class or life skills? Whatever the hell the class was. Not life hell, skills was like uh, home ec. Okay, so I think it was life skills. But they cut all that stuff health. out in my school. Like, I think it was we were purely academic. We didn't, okay, so we didn't have any life well, skills. Well, health was still going on. They assumed that like your life skills were English and math. You're going to use that in life and that's it. And, and Spanish or whatever language you picked. None of which I used at any point in my life. Stay in school, kids. I bring that up. Thank you for that uh, diversion. I bring that up because basically... You brought up schoolhouse as a diversion. I'm, ta- you, I'm talking directly weekend, about what you I had a retinal migraine. You ever had one of those? No, no. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was super awful. I lost vision in one eye. It was all ter- so terrible. You had a migraine in your eyeball? Well, it... It's called retinal migraine because right, your retina is in off, your eye, so you he's making my eye hurt to say it. It starts off in your eye, like you blurry image, fuzziness. So no headache, you just go blind. So first. the headache showed up like ten minutes later, excruciating. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, usually like you go blind precursor. from the pain, right? Not before the pain. This is like a precursor warning. So when it was first happening, I've never had one before. So I instantly thought, oh, okay, cool, I'm gonna die. This is it, like. I'm just, you know, make peace with whoever I believe just my maker going is. going blind, man. People go blind and don't well, die. Going blind is as good as being dead to me. You didn't see Ray? He had a whole, like, career. He started out blind. I'm old already. Right. But, I mean. All he... I know is, all I know my adult life is seeing things. Take that away from me. I am nothing. You got your ears still. What do I use those for? This podcast? Hopefully. I, I don't listen. Anyway. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Anyways, one thing they never taught in health class was like, you know, hey, when you get older and become an adult, you're going to get migraines. Your body's going to break down. They taught us about STDs. They taught you about and like, oh, no, they cancer. Yeah. They, and like, they don't even teach you about cancer, really. They they teach you about STDs. You got to get a field trip slip sign for that. Otherwise, oh, okay. you just go sit in the library. Right. They, um, I, they taught us about Ebola in my school. I wish they'd have taught. Well, they teach you about brushing, like having going to the dentist consistently. But I wish they would have explained to you how bad toothaches hurt. Because if mm. I'd have understood the magnitude of pain that is involved right. with like a toothache, I had a, a righteous toothache uh, about a week ago, and it. Uh, I think it scarred me for life, or at least where, like I was afraid to eat food for like three. Like once it stopped hurting, yeah. I still didn't want to eat anything like on that side of my mouth because I feel like I have a landmine there now. Um, but I still I probably won't go to the dentist because I'm not going to pay so them small. to torture me. Something so small can cause this much pain. Oh yeah, no, I was there was a point where I was like walking through the house thinking, what can I use to kill myself with <laughs> that will hurt less than this tooth? And right. I was like, man. I don't know. This knife is really big. And if I'm not accurate and I can't be accurate because I am shaking from the tooth pain, so I'll be laying here bleeding out right. and in tooth pain. So I skipped the suicide well, I'm glad and tried to OD on Advil. My production probably wouldn't let you do that. Anyway, so well, uh, res- resurrected me so I could finish these last two episodes at least. Right. Got to close out the season. Um, so uh, another thing, like market value skyrockets when you die, though, so. 
I feel like they're just not, they need to rearrange. I don't know what they're teaching now because I don't have young enough kids, but your kids are going to eventually get just, to like health. They should teach things about how the like human body breaks down at a certain age. Uh, yeah, that's how you teach stress. wellness, man. You teach like a pain ratio. How like if you don't do this many sit-ups at this point in your life, when you are 30 years old, it will hurt this much for you to get out of bed. So you need to do this many now and, you know, for this many days in a row so you're able to enter and exit your bed pain-free. You know, and so on and so forth. Like, if you just do, if you break it down to how much it's going to hurt if you don't do, at least for me, mm. that's would change my right. behavior, right? Like, that's like skip all this STD stuff. That's what we got doctors for, right? And none of those hurt really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> some of them itch, I think. <laughs> I'm oh saying, like, the, as much as my tooth hurt, I'd have rather had like four STDs than one toothache. It was. Because you just get some lotion and, you know, you can't be active for a, a while. I am a, a a father of two children. My mm. active level is very low. Right. You know, at the STD or not. So I don't really care. Right. Like, I just want my tooth to stop hurting. And that's just, you know, that's not that's to just, yeah, no, discount the severity of STDs. Right. No, Everybody, no, no, but this you know, is just, you abstinence, abstinence and, you know, condoms if you can't abstain. But, right. um. I'm saying, like, to explain how much my tooth hurt, I would have taken all sorts of AIDS over tooth pain. Like, I, cause it's in, it, it's like in your brain, you know. I feel it like is. anywhere else you can kind of mind over matter. Sometimes, yeah. But I, you can't think because it's right there. I felt like I had an extra heartbeat underneath my skull. It was great. Yeah. It's no, it's, it wasn't, they should have taught something in health class about like pandemics. How easily I mean something. I mean, I guess I learned. I feel like that's a 2021 though. Like, no, man, pandemic. And I mean, 2020 hindsight, not 2020. That I just feel like it should have been taught on how easily things can easily spread. I mean, they weren't teaching that. They were teaching once again. You get the Spanish flu in some sort of history class. I should have been health class. Well, I mean, it would have helped. Even cartoons and like modern media, they were teaching me all the improper things. They were teaching me like quick quicksand. Was going to be everywhere and don't step in it because you're going to die. There are a lot of quicksand scenes on television and I have yet to encounter quicksand as in my real world life right. ever at all. Um, however, even- I mm-hmm. have encountered bears. Um, and, you know, that's because I have white friends and I've been on camping trips. Um, so, you know, some some you bear like protocol would be nice. From very far, far away or. Uh, when I was in the Boy Scouts, I think one came mm-hmm. through our our camp because I had the fat kid in my tent. He had Fritos everywhere, um, so we left the next morning and we got in a fight. Um, but you know, because the bear was in your tent, yeah, he almost got us killed because he wanted to bring snacks. Like they specifically told us, and that they explained it. Per- like that's why that was one of the few things I liked about the Boy Scouts. They're very direct in like consequence. Mm. For versus action, right? Oh, like yeah. if you do this, this is what happens, yeah. and inaction, right? Oh, yeah. Like you know, consequence either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they explained very explicitly, like if you bring food in, you will attract animals, including bears, all kinds of stuff, right? We're in the middle. I mean, woods. a bear would be an animal. It's so your I mean, fault, right? Like right. if you do this. So 
we all knew, and all they had to say was bears to me. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just eat when I get right, home. You, like, I mean, fine. Like, yeah, just, I'll start. I will stay hydrated, and it's cool. We out here for like two days. I don't need to eat. I'm right. small already. It's fine. How much body lasts for three days with water? I'm not dealing with no bears. So they water. stick me with Fatty McStupid, and he's got all <laughs> kinds of snacks all everywhere. And apparently, at some point, there was bear, and we had to leave uh, abruptly. And before we got on the bus, I explained i expressed my disgust physically with mm. his choices to you know keep snacks in the tent right uh and that did not go over well with scoutmaster but no, I, fair fe- I felt better well like you said i don't yeah there's certain things in life that have taught me uh let bears is one things i don't want to deal with i just feel like what do you do i don't know um you don't to- you don't bring snacks on your camping trips uh step one if if despite not bringing snacks, you still encounter a bear. I don't know. I know you're not supposed to run. I know right, that they can climb yell, trees. I don't know, man. Loud, I think that you make hope yourself look you, bigger, which is hard for me to do because like I'm not short, but I'm like average yeah, I'm not doing all that stuff. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna pray for the Avengers or something. What if you jump, you, you you make yourself look tall. What if I? Do you want me to dunk on the bear? Like no, what, I mean just like you, just jump up and down. What? No, nah, I'm, I'm not doing none of that stuff. Ah, just jump. Wave your hands. This is what you're supposed to do. We know you're not supposed to run at the bear. We did covered that story already. What if you just don't do nothing and the bear just leaves? A lot. I feel like a lot of. T- I feel like a lot of times the optimal move is just to do nothing and observe huh. what the you know the situation is. Like if the bear is standing up and wilding out, then yeah, you're going to make a decision. Okay. Right. Like you might have to try to be big. You may have to run maybe you can run like i think some i don't know if it's brown bear or black bear like one of them if you run downhill like it's good or something i don't i don't i'm not running downhill away right, from a right. bear I'm just saying, you serious can you let me finish i'm sorry i just thought i just saw the image of me first of all as an african-american male you should not be in any place where bears are you know frequented what unless you, you got you know white friends but what if you live in like bear country move why would you live where you know there's bears that's poor that's judgment affordable I would rather be broke and not have to worry about bears than, you know, rich and God, possibly just, just carry on. a picnic basket for Yogi. Um, my point is that depending on how the animal mm. bear in this situation is behaving um, should, would dictate how I'm going to behave. Right. Like if the bear is being aggressive, right, standing on, up on its hind legs and growling and all that stuff, then you get to do something. Standing yep. still is probably not going to work. Hmm. If it, you just see a bear and it's walking around, you know, knocking over trees and sniffing, looking for food or something, then I feel like you might want to just not do anything and let it go on its way. Maybe it won't even bother you. If you didn't bring any snacks, maybe if you're not stuck, with you know scooter who doesn't listen and brings doritos with him camping you might be okay now if you got you know doritos and corn nuts and stuff then maybe you gotta run or fight the bear roundhouse kicks or yell i don't i don't (laughs) know what the proper protocol is because i slept through the actual presence i just woke up and was told we had to hurry up and leave because you know bears and such so yeah, it just I think that a lot of times the optimal move is to just, you know, survey your surroundings. Take a minute, take it all in. Mm. Don't immediately feel like you have to react. Um, I think that, you know, bears, lions, tigers life in general sometimes just take a beat, think a little bit and then then do something. You know, you can't you got to think quick. Okay. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't think you want to take forever, right? Cuz we are dealing with a bear. 
But I also don't think you want to act hastily either, because if you just panic, like that's just for then, life in general too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you just panic and do something, it's usually not going to be your best so decision. Life is the bear. In this, I guess, very long abstract metaphor, yes, life is the bear. So you know, wait and see. Is life being angry? Is life chilling? Does life even know that you're there? <laughs> Hopefully it does. I mean, but if it's a bear, maybe not. I don't know. See, it's a weird metaphor, but yeah. Take a second, think, then act, if if at all possible. And if not, I hope you have good instincts. I feel like this is one of your dad corner episodes. I mean, like if I go back to some of the few episodes you've done, I've heard a few of them there. It is quite the peculiar finale. Right. It was supposed to be, you know, <laughs> popping champagne and throwing confetti instead. Well, you know what it was? We got sidetracked with the higher lobsters. We were trying to get we were going to get regular lobsters, but then we found out there were the infused lobsters, that's, and, and then we just fell everything. down that whole rabbit hole, and we just forgot to celebrate. Right, and that's why, why you offer that? That is why you shouldn't mix weed and lobsters, because <sighs> it messes with people's celebration. Nobody wants to, you know, well, maybe somebody does. I didn't want to be the, in that headspace right now, because now we have spent the entire first half of the finale talking about right. edible lobsters, uh, Moby Dick, and bears. Something like that. Yeah. No, we were all over the place. But that was yeah. like general. Yeah. Well, just like the show. It's I usually mean, all over the place. Yeah, I guess that stands to reason. It has um, a better course, though. This well, is a little bumpy. Yeah, that's 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 how parties go, right? Like, that's yeah. where we are well, celebrating getting through a whole nother season. Um, so uh, all the more reason to celebrate, right? It's a kind of a haphazard approach, but we have made it through all 24 episodes. And um, yeah, I think this is a. This is a good stopping point to regather our thoughts okay. and uh, you know refill our cups, ah. and we will we will return for part two, hopefully with uh, regular lobster this time. Yeah, because I- the uh, the marijuana infused ones seem to um, promote getting sidetracked or uh, or lack of focus. So yeah, let's take a let's take a little break, get ourselves back together, and we'll uh, we'll round this bad boy out. Okay, you did that. All right. <laughs> Captain is a pro. All right. Well, we, uh, we'll see you guys for part two. Uh, hold on to your hats. Just hold on to your butts, right? If you've seen Jurassic Park, right? That's the. Oh, yeah. But the, the show's a, like a metaphoric plane. So it'd be like, hold on to your oxygen mask. No. I mean. No, that would be tear. Put your trays in an upright position. No, no. You, you have a seat. You can hold on to your seat. Yeah, if, I'll fix this metaphor later. Oh boy, yeah, we definitely need to refill these cups. Um, so uh, on that note, I'm gonna go and get uh, a better beverage because the tea that I picked this time around tastes rotten, kind of like hot kombucha. Um, for any of my vegan friends out there or health nuts that are fans of the kombucha, it it tastes like cold rotten tea, um, and this tea tastes like warm hot rotten tea. So. I'm going to fix my teacup. I'm going to um, get Marcus a book of metaphors or something so he can uh, <laughs> better <laughs> prepare himself for the second half of this. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. So uh, bear with us. Part two coming soon. What? Are you okay? Bear with us. <laughs>